Now, from Medios Pizza, it's Off the Field with a Didi Kikubwala as Didi sits down with a member of our Black and Gold. And this week, today's guest is... The fabulous Arthur Motes. Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? <laughs> exactly. I, I'm much better <laughs> thanks to you. So our audience should know, not that you are anybody's sloppy seconds, okay? Yes. Nine-year veteran, <laughs> four-year member of, indeed, the black and gold. Still yes, one of Mike indeed. Tomlin's favorites. Yes, Only has, Did Mike Tomlin ever make you frown? Um... He hurt my feelings once. No! He, he actually did. Yes, yes. Get um, out. In How did fact, he hurt I, I, I remember very, very vividly um, Baltimore Ravens. Okay. What Mike, year? Michael Vick is starting. This is 15, I remember correctly, the okay. year when uh, Swish gets hurt. So we yep. go through like the litany of kickers. Sure. Josh Scobie's our kicker in that game. Now, you remember we missed a couple of field goals, right. lost in overtime. Okay. Well, there was a particular play in, I think, the second quarter. Okay. It was a jet sweep. They end up scoring. I had a chance to get the guy. He's not even my man, but I had a okay. chance to make the tackle. Wait, who I was on him. the jet sweep? Uh, I think it was Willie Sneed. It might have oh. been. Oh, He's getting it going on a jet Willie sweep. Willie Sneed was there that I, won, I think it was him in 15. He okay. ends up scoring. Okay. We get into meetings, though. So we end up losing the game. We get into right, meetings. Right. And I'm like, all right, man, we this missed. This is Monday meetings or this Wednesday? This is Monday meetings. Monday now, we didn't miss multiple field goals. We lost in overtime. A lot has transpired <laughs> in this game. It wasn't just one play, but... When the time this meeting is over, you would have thought that that was the biggest play ever, and I was the only person on the field that had a chance to make that play. And don't look at anybody else but me. Oh, yeah, that was the What did he say? Oh, no, it was just like that. But he just kept going and going, talking about how, hey, man, it's never this play or that play that everybody talks about. It's these type of plays that no one sees that matters the most circling me. And I'm just like, Coach, this is a jet sweep, man. I'm not even responsible for this play. <laughs> it's a guy in coverage that's supposed to be running with this guy. I do know who that guy is, and he was actually blown on the assignment. I ain't even going to throw him under the bus. But it was just like, man, you see this dude right here, coach. That's his guy this whole time, and everybody in here knows it, but you just making it about me. And, yes, that was one of those moments where I was like, you know what, coach? Yeah, we're, we're not on the same page right now. I'm really, really upset. I'm going to put my hoodie on, and I'm just going to give you a neutral face, okay? I'm going to go neutral. What is your neutral face? Ah, oh, man. I don't do it often. I don't do it often. <laughs> Sam, Nick, I wish that we had cameras on us right now. See? Because our listeners at home, everybody here at the amazing Minio's Restaurant, which, of course, is the best pizza I in mean, town. Is it best? It, I mean, I think hands down it is the best. Well, it is. It and is you best, will I be mean, making, we'll see what the Arthur Motes pizza is. Because so, when you're you a know? guest of the Aditi Show, you Uh-oh. make your own pizza. See, but man, that's what I'm talking about in right any case, there. Yeah, yeah. And Chris Wormley, just so you know, Chris Wormley actually threw the dough in the air and oh. caught it. Oh, So me. that's the standard. Okay, okay. And Alex Heisman's wife loved the pizza he made. She was a little bit surprised, but she did love it. But if we only had cameras and people would see that even as Arthur Motes is telling the story about Mike Tomlin <laughs> ripping him and, and, and hurting his feelings. As, and, and as hurt as smiling. I was in that moment. Oh, man. That was one of those but, ones for me, though. Absolutely. Okay. So two takeaways from this. One, yeah. this is really one of the most magical, best. Yeah. This is one of the best qualities of Mike Tomlin. Oh, that he is always transparent, mm-hmm. and he tells it to you exactly as he sees it. The consistency and the, part. Yes, yes. Like, you know that he is telling you exactly what he feels. There is no guessing game, and that transparency, mm-hmm. no matter what field you're in, matters. And number two, he's always harder on the defense. It's like how he's always. talking about this offense game. He's not talking about the picks. <laughs> he's not talking about the receivers running the wrong route. No. He's not talking about receivers fighting for those no, 50-50 no, balls. He's talking about the, the dropped defense. interceptions. Yes, yes. So 
like you said, poor you, wide receiver who you, will rename nameless right, at right. the moment, <laughs> perhaps did not cut back the way that he right, should have right. cut back. Another wide receiver, or maybe the same one. We won't name names correct, right now correct. at this See, moment. I, I like how we leave, maybe leave, should, leave, him, yeah. leave him nameless. Leave him nameless. We'll, yes. we'll leave that to Mike Tomlin. <laughs> I don't want to hurt any feelings right now. But, you know, another receiver could have perhaps fought for the ball a little uh-huh. bit more. Yeah. And then maybe there's not another interception. Yeah. But he says, no, 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 no. Cam Sutton dropped an interception. <laughs> no, 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 no. Terrell yes. Edmonds dropped an interception. So, so no, no, imagine, no, 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 no. Levi Wallace. So just imagine when you're in those meetings how you're feeling. You're like, coach, I watch the same tape that you watch, man. Yeah, but you How do we get this conclusion? Okay, but you know what, Arthur? When they're harder on you, that just means that they love you more. Oh, absolutely. And they expect more from you. And that's the other part. Because when we talk about this team specifically, this defense is supposed to be leading the charge. Yes. They are supposed to be carrying it. Granted, we got some injuries, but as a whole, this team is capable of getting interceptions. We're not going to act like we've seen them drop four interceptions in a game. Shoot, they were leading the league at interceptions at one right. point this season. So it's not like you're asking too much of them. We just ask them to do their job. And Coach Tommy, he just is not going to allow them to do anything less than that. Which is, okay, so there's so much to say about this and acknowledging and recognizing who you are and Mm -hmm. owning who you are and knowing how you need to win. Look, I was on the sideline this past week for Titans Colts. Oh, so yeah, you know a little something, absolutely. So let me Uh tell you just really quick diversion right here. The Tennessee Titans. They are as ugly as a team can be. You better believe it. Okay, it is one of the Uh worst offenses. In fact, I think it's the second worst offense in the National Football League. (laughs) I I don't want to ask what the first one. (laughs) Whatever. Well, yes. Okay, but anyway, it is the absolute worst pass defense Mm -hmm. in the National Football League. But you know what? It is a team that that does not have a wide receiver one. I Mm -hmm. don't even think they have a wide receiver two. No, really. They might have a wide receiver two and a half. Mm -hmm. Okay? When you think about Robert Woods on top of that, it's like, He's a good player, but he's, he's never not, been he's a not high a two. end number yeah, one, high end number two. two. Right. He's, he's not guy. even a juju. Think like, about, he's a two and a half. Because in, in L.A., he had a Cooper Cup. He had a Brandon yes. Cooks. He had a Cooper Cup. Or he had a I'm, – I'm drawing a blank on the other guy that was out there with him. But he's always had additional not help. Not Odell. You Absolutely. mean you like before Odell. Yeah, before Odell. Yes, Correct. but even then, the Titans acknowledge who they are. They're going to have to gut everything out. They're uh-huh. going to have to fight till the end. They're going to have to ride Derrick Henry in Absolutely. every way they can. And they'll have to bring pressure with that front. Absolutely. And you know what? That's what they do. And they don't care if they win ugly because they just win. So don't try to be something that mm-hmm. you're not. I would agree. And so to that point, the Steelers' calling card, in my mind, has to be that defense. And I acknowledge T.J. Watt is not there. But it is almost more alarming to me that this is a team that has five sacks in the last six games. Yeah, and that, <coughs> and that okay, is something explain, that they have yeah. to be better at. Now, when you're talking about the sacks, too, it's a lot of things that kind of went into it. So when we talk about this Dolphins game specifically, some of it was them guys blocking them up front. Okay. The other part of it was to getting rid of that ball very, very fast. But the problem is when you're talking about the lack of consistent pressure, that's the stuff where it's the disconnect. And some of that does boil down to guys winning their one-on-ones. Um, Malik Reed, he won a one-on-one, but he wasn't winning enough of them. Alex Highsmith, similar concepts, right? Interior D lineman. But when you're looking at this performance – they were able to get out of that stadium, right? So to speak, in terms of having multiple chances to win it at the end. Okay, so... But it changes. But hold on. But this is where it changes. An offense like Miami, it's explosive, but it's still very stagnant in terms of them play-by-play. Right. When you're talking about a Tampa, or a traditional Tampa, not this new version of Tampa, but like the regular version of Tampa, or even that Buffalo team, you can't just have one pressure, one QB hit, and think that that's going to be enough. And that, to me is the part where we're like, hey, man, we've identified this. This is where you have to improve upon that. Now, some of that is personnel, though. 
Okay, but how much can you scheme? Like, not everybody has a TJ Watt. We keep sitting here yeah, and looking, Arthur, absolutely. and saying, okay, well, there's no TJ, so that's why. Yeah. But not everybody has a TJ Watt. But can the difference you scheme also is pressure? this. So you can scheme pressure, but when you're thinking about not just missing TJ Watt, but you also had the back end the past two weeks, correct? Have been leaking as well, right? Yeah. Akella Witherspoon, he's been out for four weeks now. Right. That was supposed to be your but number let me one. Tell you, let me tell you that secondary two oh, no, weeks no. Josh ago. Josh Jackson, Elijah Riley, Quincy Wilson, absolutely. They overachieved. But would you want those guys going into a regular season saying they're going to be your starters for 17 games? You're not even going to say yes to that. So when we're talking about scheming up that pressure, Yes, you would want to blitz, but the pros and cons to the blitz are you're going to leave those guys out there on islands. So if you're not confident that they can win those one-on-ones consistently, that's the disconnect. Out. So now you're trying to play the long game. And what right. the, the Steelers have done is this. We're going to play our Tampa 2. We're going to play cover 3. We're going to make you keep snapping this ball. We're not going to get a ton of snaps. We're not going to get a ton of pressure, but just keep executing. And what we've seen are teams can move the ball 20 to 20 on them. But when it's time to get in the red zone, that field condenses. It's very hard to score touchdowns on them. So that's kind of their approach to it. So even though it's not as exciting, it's still very similar to that Titans approach in the sense of it's going to be really ugly. But we just want to get him right down here to this condensed part of the field where now speed doesn't matter. So for those younger DBs, those inexperienced guys, you're not having to worry about covering a guy 30, 40 yards downfield because it's what? 20 and in. I can either give you max coverage, so now it's not as many lanes for you to see, or if I do decide to blitz a guy, it still has to come out way faster, so it's a lot easier for those guys. So that's kind of been their approach. But this is really one of those things where you talk about injuries at all the different levels, the D-line, how they've had to shuffle guys around. Okay, but I'm going to interrupt you oh, right yeah, now you, because yeah. injuries are not an oh, excuse yeah. for anything. Excuse is one word. Context is another. Though. Okay, very fair. Uh -huh. Very, very fair. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Eagles, who I was on the sideline for a week oh, four. Yes. And I do actually think that there are some vulnerabilities. Uh, oh, what? Oh, what? no, no, no. What? I do. Well, hello there. Okay. I do, I do. I like it. And <laughs> we're going to get a little bit more into this alleged you've only had a handful of arguments in 11 <laughs> years of marriage. And we'll talk about Halloween because I think you're a Halloween person. Oh, you better and believe that. this is why people should be coming to Minio's because we have some amazing giveaways here. Let's we have go. some tickets to the haunted man the thousand acres haunted manor i don't yes. know what it's exactly called all i know that it just scared the crap out of it is Pat Fryer super mood. scary absolutely thousand okay. acres manor i believe that's yes. how you said and oh, this 100 acres excuse me not thousand the 100, 100 acres. acres it feels like a thousand when you're there because it's you're very there, very scary. It's that scary. Yes. yeah pat Fryermuth really told no, me it, it's like super scary scared. it's scary yeah all right when we come back we will have more with the fabulous arthur moth who's about to try some arancini which is incredibly famous at Minio's, which is not just the best pizza place in town, but also a great restaurant. We'll see you on the other side. And we are back at Minio's Pizza House in Allison Park, which, of course, as a New Yorker, I'm very snobby about my pizza. But oh, this is indeed hey the best pizza in town. And, okay, you just tried your first bite of Arancini. Actually, like Are you okay? Yes, oh, I look, like you look cool. very surprised. Yeah. You well, don't have to lie. No, no, for we're, me. We're the Mike Tomlin ethos. Like, be honest. Well, for me, man, I don't have to do a lot of fabrication. I like to walk in my truth. Yeah, I like it. But for me, I don't really like to try a lot of new things. That's oh. all. Yeah. And I can hear myself super loud. Hello to everybody that's in the <laughs> building. What's up? What's <laughs> up? Oh, there we, we go. There hey, we go. Should we? Oh, really? Oh, no. That hurt. Oh, they no. just told just us hurt we were too loud. Like that, man. Hey. 
Who said we were too loud? Was that Nick? I don't know. Nick, it, we're having a good time out here. <laughs> I guess I'm blowing out the radio. It's like that sometimes. That's the energy you need, though. Okay, but while everybody in the restaurant is paying attention, before we get to the Eagles, why don't we pick one of our first winners? Let's hey, do Seth, that. Absolutely. Can we pick? Hey, Seth, can we pick one of our first winners? Because, you know, if you come down to Minio's Pizza House, mm-hmm, you have the mm-hmm. opportunity. Oh, look at Arthur picking Uh-oh. the winner. He's not letting Uh-oh. me pick the winner. I, I was shuffling it for you. That's All it. right. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. You yeah. go ahead. All right. We you are sure? picking. Are these the Steelers tickets or is the are these tickets to the 100 yard? 100, 100 acres. 100 manor. acres haunted manor. This All right. Acres? All, All right. right. Who's here? Who's here? Who's here? <gasps> Rob Foss. Rob, Rob Foss, Foss. Is Rob Foss in the house. There he is. There Rob he Foss is. has won two tickets to the hundred acre. Man, y'all ain't even give Rob Manor. Foss any love. Give him a hand clap or something, Woo! baby. Come on now. All right, yeah, Nick is going to yell go. at me for screaming oh, that's right. again. <laughs> so you know the last time I had to scream was when I was standing on the sideline Uh-oh. for the Jaguars Eagles game, uh-huh. week five of the season. Okay. Oh, oh, I was yes. in a monsoon. It was You're an absolute right. yes. monsoon. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the Eagles are probably the most complete team in mm-hmm. the National Football League right now. But I do see some vulnerabilities. Uh-oh, here we go, here we go. I do have some ideas. Okay, so number one, I think you can run on the Philadelphia Eagles if you are committed Very true. to running the football. Mm-hmm. Oh, you agree with me? Yeah. Okay, are the Pittsburgh Steelers committed to running the football? Absolutely not. But the difference is... <laughs> Did you just see how he said that? <laughs> he just went, absolutely not. No. Okay. Yeah, because the thing is this, right? And two parts. First, when we talk about Philly, you're absolutely right in terms of their weakness is stopping the run. But because they're able to score, they don't ever have to really commit to that. And they have a secondary that is geared towards stopping the pass, rushing the passer as well. Here is the magic in yeah. their secondary, and it's in stark relief to mm-hmm. what we saw of the Steelers. They win every jump yes. ball. They yes. are unbelievably opportunistic. <laughs> yes. You make a mistake, They're and oh my goodness, of- yes, they will. Absolutely. And so if you are really precise and really sharp, and if mm-hmm. your wide receivers are like Tyler Boyd, a young man who from Pittsburgh who does Absolutely. not. Yes, how about yeah. Tyler Boyd Tyler making Boyd. sure that every jump ball. Yeah. And you know what? As crazy as he may be, this was Antonio Brown. Oh, no, Antonio Brown never yeah. lost a jump ball. Well, and, and, and if he wasn't going to catch well, it, nobody else was and, going and to catch it. And let's be real. Outside of Pittsburgh, when he was in Pittsburgh, that was the different version. That was the version where it yes. was like, man, on field, you never had to question anything about and him. And I will tell you, yes. And guy. so this is one yeah. of those things that really frustrates me about these receivers. If yeah. you're not going to catch the ball, make sure, make sure that no one nobody else, else does. No, absolutely. But where you also have to think fight? about the youth element, too. So this is something that I think we have lost in a sense these past couple of seasons. So remember when it was Antonio Brown? He was the big dog. But before AB, you still had a Hines. You've had a San Antonio. You've had all these different veteran guys that have been in the league and have understood tone, how to correct. win, not just regular season, postseason. Correct. Who are you looking to right now in this wide receiver room to be your leader? Deontay okay. Johnson? Think about him. Not in the sense of him not being a good player, but just in the sense of him being a young player. How much big winning postseason runs has he had? And he is the veteran. He is the guy that they're looking to. Okay, so Chase Arthur, Claypool, similar is, concept. And again, this is one of those things that mm-hmm. when you are in Pittsburgh, you only think about Pittsburgh and oh, you absolutely. only think about the way that Pittsburgh has been done. Yes. So I was also with the Colts this week. Oh, yeah. Reggie Wayne, former uh-huh. colleague Shout out of mine. Shout to Reggie Wayne. Yes, absolutely. He's another one. should be in the Hall of Fame he one day, right? absolutely should be. So Reggie Wayne is in year one as a coach with the Indianapolis Colts. Yes. He's got this very, very young wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. Playing out of its mind. Yeah. His oldest 
person in that room is 25-year-old Paris Campbell, yeah, who spent true. the first few years of his career completely hurt. Absolutely. And here's what Reggie was telling me. He loves this because there's no older voice. There's no older veteran. Yeah. He's the one driving. Yeah. This is what we need. This is how you play. This mm-hmm. is what you do. And there's nobody to push back against that. And think about it this way. That is one way to be successful, and that is one way where it does work. But we could also see other areas where when there is a lack of veteran presence, right. how it does have a negative effect. And also, Reggie Wayne, let's be real. We just said what? He should be in the Hall of Fame, right? right? One day he probably will be in the Hall of Fame. That's a lot different when the messaging is coming from that yes. type of player. No different when we talk about Mike Munchak, right? How he coached the offensive line. they like, yo, he makes these guys just above and beyond overachievers. Why? Because you're listening to Mike Munchak. He's not a regular guy. Absolutely. Because he lived it. Like, that is the piece about Reggie is that Reggie understands. Uh, Offensive coordinator may tell you, you need to run this route like this and like this and like that. And Reggie's like, no, you just need to get there. Yes. However it takes, you just need to Mm -hmm. get there. Okay. So did it make a difference to you in your nine-year NFL career if you had a coach who had played or not? Personally, yes. Okay, um, so who, did, who coached you so, that did play? But Keith so, Butler so was Keith a So Keith Butler veteran. played, uh, Dick LeBeau played, Joey of Porter course. played. Yep. Um, obviously, Mike Tomlin has played to a certain extent collegiately, never professionally, but that still did matter. Okay. Um, in terms of coaches that I had that uh, – actually, I'm not sure. Uh, Dave Wonstadt, I don't remember if he played or not. George Edwards, he was my defensive coordinator when I was in Buffalo as well. So with the guys that did play – I personally related to them more because it was less about X's and O's. It was more about what I'm seeing. Trust my eyes. Whereas when it's a guy that's never actually played, they can watch all the tape they want. They can scheme up everything they want. But it's certain things when I'm out there and I say, hey, coach, I'm in a six technique and I see flash of color. He's going to know what that means because he's been in that six technique and he knows flash of color means, man, somebody came back across my face. So even though I'm in this gap, I need to jet up out of this thing. If you've never been in that moment, when I'm telling you, hey, coach, I'm seeing this flash of color. That's why I jumped out the gap. You know what my coaches that didn't play told me? No, man, you got to stay in that gap. That's your C gap right there. And okay. that's the difference. So <laughs> Matt Ryan in our meeting on Saturday yeah. says to me, I don't care if yeah. you can draw it on the whiteboard. It's, I don't care I if you details. can fix it up. Absolutely. I just need you to be where you Absolutely. need to be, which is exactly yeah. what you're saying right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Okay, so And you have to have that type of trust as well. And that's the other part, like – Once again, we're talking about our coaches, more specifically Matt Canada, right? He is still a guy where it's not a lot of confidence in him because he hasn't had a track record at this level of being successful. Now, granted, he is trying to write that, and this is his second year of trying to do so, but still, it's hard to just completely trust a guy like that or give him the benefit of the doubt. So when you talk about the disconnect at times when I'm watching calls versus execution, I do feel like at times it's on both parties. I do feel at times the players don't all the way trust what he's calling. And I feel at times he doesn't trust them all the way with what he actually calls. And it's reflected when you talk about how stagnant it can look at times or even repetitive in a sense. That to me does boil down to if I trust this player in this moment or not. If I trust you in a critical moment, hey, man, I'm going to take the reins off. I'm going to let you go for this thing. If I don't trust you, I'm calling very specific routes very specific timing and very specific reads. I'm not going to give you a lot of ability to freelance. It's going to be read one, read two. It's not there. Either throw it away or run it. And I mean, we saw that with Odell Beckham and Kevin Stefanski. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. why did Odell Beckham work in L.A. and he didn't work in Cleveland? Yeah. That's that same exact thing. Okay, so can we have this conversation? Oh, and here's my <laughs> Buffalo Bills fan walking hey, right there in. there we go. So can we have this conversation? 
about Mike Tomlin's coaching tree. Yeah, let's do it. Why does he not have stronger assistants? Well, Why has he never, ever, ever, ever mm-hmm. had an assistant coach go yeah. on to be a coordinator? Yeah. And other than Bruce Arians, nobody went on to being a head coach. Yeah, very true. Honestly, you could look at it as a negative in the sense that, hey, man, you need to develop better players or better you know, coaches under your staff. Right. Or you look at it in the sense of who has been under his staff, right? You had a Dick LeBeau here for how many years? Granted, you didn't hire him, but he was here. What, you going to replace Dick LeBeau in the middle of Dick LeBeau being Dick LeBeau? Nah. You go keep Butler Okay, but he ran him out, let's be honest, right? Because he I, took I, over play that, college. What do you say? That's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's Arthur's willing to talk honestly about everything <laughs> other than that. It's okay. just certain things, you know, certain things. Well, I'm just saying, hey, that's above my pay grade you right there. You don't even want to think that's about that. I don't want to tap basically. into that. It's certain ones. Okay, but fair enough. But continuing on, though. So you transitioned from, Ke- uh, from uh, Dick LeBeau. Keith Butler's already in-house. He's the guy that had been the understudy for how many years? Right. So for those that were in-house, we know you can't go anywhere else and make a guy a defensive coordinator while Keith Butler is here because it's not only disrespectful to him, but all the linebackers that have played under Keith Butler, everybody that had had success and understood what he meant, you could not pass that dude up. Can we talk about this for a minute? Yeah. Because everybody who ever played for him mm-hmm. loved him. Absolutely. I mean, I literally saw Absolutely. Bud Dupree this Come weekend, on, and man. we were talking about Buds. You know how and he is. everybody right. loves him. And yet the outside image of mm-hmm. him and the way fans talked about him. Did you as a player, did that bother you? Oh, of course. But at the same time, it's a lot of stuff that bothers us as players. We just have to learn how to make it more so elevator music. It's background. It's water rolling off a duck's back. Because if you think about how hot and cold people can be in terms of their support, and it's not bad. That's what a fan is. They're fanatical. You know, they're going to be irrational. I can't expect somebody to act a certain way every single time. But if I allow that to determine my commitment to the team or my commitment to preparation, then I was going to be a terrible player. So you can't get too caught up in when they're praising you and they're loving you. And they're like, hey, most man, I love you the best. And you also can't get too quarter when like, most man, you suck. You ain't tackling that jet sweep. It's you. You're the reason we lost. You <laughs> the have fans to... were doing that. That was <laughs> no, Mike no, they were, they were. Let's be honest. It was Mike Tomlin. <laughs> but you have to just be able to walk that narrow line, so to speak. So, yes, in a sense, man, it was plenty of times where we hear the Keith Butler noise. And we're like, man, we don't agree with any of it. But it's like, man, do we want to entertain that and spend our energy there? Or do we want to stick with the positive and understand, hey, what's going to get them to be quiet? Us going out here and balling? Us going out here and playing. So I remember how 14 felt. I remember how 15 felt when he first took over. But then I also remember how 16 felt when he started to change. And how 17 felt prior to Shazier getting hurt. And they're praising us. And that's the moments where you're like, you know what? This is what it's about right here. Because we remember them same people in 2015 that didn't give him a chance, that doubted him. And a lot of the same players that were on that team. But for us, it was like, no, we're going to make them respect us. We're going to make them believe in Keith Butler. And that was kind of our approach with it. And it's awesome when you feel... And I'll say this again, just because I saw him. I've never met a group of players who so don't want to disappoint their coach. Absolutely, man. Like, <laughs> you know, and that's a, that's a meaningful thing. Oh, that yeah. you, it's almost like my dad, yeah, right? Oh, like, I don't want my dad to be upset with me. That's what it feels like. But because here in Pittsburgh, specifically Pittsburgh, they don't just pour into you as number 55. It's your Arthur Motes. You're the husband. You're the father. You're the person with the James Madison. You're from the same hometown as me. I want to know that person, and I want to connect with that person. And then from there, we can get the football stuff later. But once I connect with you here, 
everything else, man, we're going to be able to go through that. So a win, it doesn't matter. A loss is not going to matter. A blowout, it doesn't matter. You being a pro bowl, it doesn't matter. Because I love who you are as a person. And that's the thing that's, I guess, starts with Mr. Rooney up top. You know, he's one of those guys that kind of put that out there. And then from there, Coach Tomlin takes over it. And then all the other uh, coaching staff. And before you know oh, it, Arthur, it's that type of bond, man. Every single I have covered yeah. the National Football League for 15 years now. Every single successful team I've seen, yeah. the head coach puts time you better believe into it. getting to know the player <laughs> you believe off it. the field, not just on. Okay, and that is a perfect time to take a break. We'll come back for one more segment. We'll see if Arthur actually eats any more of this arancini. So now I'm learning that Arthur is not an adventurous eater. Are you just like a chicken nugget fish sticks type of guy? Oh, no, 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 no. Peanut butter and jelly? I eat a lot. I'm just very specific about what I like. All right. Maybe we'll come back to that. Maybe we'll just skip it and talk more (laughs) about the Eagles. We'll be right back on the other side. And we have more giveaways here at Minio's. So hurry your tushies down to Minio's. Hurry your derriers. Hurry your (laughs) derriers down to Minio's because we have some really fun stuff to give away. believe it. All right. We'll see you in just a minute. And we are back at Minio's Pizza House in Allison Park, where they Let's make the best go. pizza in the town. Best. Although, we are joined by a young woman. Absolutely. Who spent her formative years in Pittsburgh, who now lives in the city that actually, no offense, Uh-oh. everybody at Uh-oh. Minio's, Uh-oh. but Uh-oh. no offense, Uh-oh. is about to tomorrow move into the city that actually makes the best pizza. Oh. Charlotte, the pizza in New York, as much as you love Pittsburgh, as much as you love the Steelers, as much as you love Arthur Modes, you have to acknowledge the pizza in New York City is special. Well, actually, I'm under oh. the impression that Uh-oh. can we turn I am guy? not a New York City pizza person. So Ooh, okay. I have tried a lot. And I'm and I'm not impressed. Wait, you don't like to like fold the slice and I mean, eat it, it with your hands? Massive. But it's not like that at all in New York. It's much bagels? more this kind of, oh, the bagels, no no question. No okay, question. So I bring back a bushel when I get home. <laughs> you know, so my first job, Charlotte, out of school was in San Antonio, Texas. And whenever my parents came to visit me, I made them bring me a dozen bagels. And I would put them in my freezer huh. just so that I had a dozen real New York, New okay, Jersey bagels. Okay. That's the way it is. I'm a tall fan. If anyone knows uh, the Manhattan Tall Bagel Group, uh, they are the best in the business, in my opinion. I've tried okay. a lot. Okay, okay, so Charlotte, you moved to the city of Pittsburgh in 2008 and brought a ton of luck to the city of Pittsburgh. Well, I'm not sure it's, it's, uh, it's by me, but no, I, I hated it. They, moved, they made us move from New Hampshire for my dad's job. And the right, Pittsburgh because Steelers there are sports teams there. in New Hampshire. What oh, yeah. pretty yeah. like Dartmouth lacrosse? Yeah, actually, I tried to be on that team, but <laughs> unfortunately did, didn't quite make it out. I went to Colgate where uh, it's, it's the Dartmouth reject school, allegedly. Oh, you but. want to hear a crazy story? <laughs> so Pat Fryermuth's uncle used to be the head football coach at Colgate. No oh. way. Well, maybe th- maybe oh, wow. I should meet him. I'd love to. There we go. But, we'll uh, no, thanks so much you. for having me on. And I just wanted to ask one little question for you guys that I've been thinking about. And right now we've got a lot of change going on in the Steelers. And personnel on the team, etc. What do you do? to maintain the culture of the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward. I mean, you hear Ryan Clark talking about it, obviously, as Tomlin. Shout out out (laughs) to Ryan Clark also, absolutely. Yeah, but, you know, you've got all these new faces. I mean, Cam Hayward's probably the one exception, and maybe Boswell. But Mm -hmm. how do you reinstate 
the Steeler culture yeah. when you do not have players that have been with the organization for so long. Yeah. Can I well, can I interrupt for a second? Okay, yeah. Do you notice that her keyword was reinstate? Absolutely. It was not carry yeah. on. It was an acknowledgement mm-hmm. as a fan from afar. Yeah. That it doesn't currently exist. It needs to be reinstated. Well, I'll put it like this. I do appreciate that question. I think that was very dope, actually. <laughs> um, and in terms of it being reinstated, I don't want to say reinstated because I don't think it's completely gone. I will say it needs to be redefined, though, because in a sense, when you talk about some of these younger players, some of these guys that aren't born and bred into this thing, who are they turning to? So when you talk about a Cam Hayward, yeah, he's one guy out there, but there is a lack in that particular thing right there. And that was something that actually me and you were talking about with the youth specifically at the wide receiver position. So long answer short, I say, man, you have to rely on these coaches in terms of Coach Tomlin being the one to really reiterate that. Also, guys like Ryan Clark, guys like myself who are in the media who do understand what that standard is, what that culture is. And when we see it on tape, you don't just allow it to go haphazardly because it's a difference between a person just criticizing for the sake of criticizing, right? Whereas when we speak on it from an alumni standpoint, it comes from a position of love. It comes from a position of, hey, we want to see you do great things. You hardly ever hear us former players talk about, man, cut this guy, trade that guy, fire this person, because we understand what that means to that person. So for us to keep that legacy alive, to keep that standard going the stealer way, we got to make sure that we're holding them accountable also. So Coach Tomlin, alumni, Cam Hayward, or anybody that has been a part of that thing, they got to be the ones to really be vocal about it. Cam Sutton is another guy that, even though he doesn't get talked about a lot, he was still around for some of those years. He caught a 17 season when we went to uh, – or 16 season when we had some success going to the NC Championship game. So he's familiar with it as well, but it really – depends on those those type of groups to me. But Arthur, there's two pieces to that, right? Oh, absolutely. Ryan Clark, yeah. Clark speaks from his heart mm-hmm. and says, I care more about the Steelers absolutely. than anybody else. I love Mike Tomlin more than any absolutely. other coach. And he speaks honestly. Mm-hmm. Deontay needs to not get defensive. Well, think about and this. They need to not get, oh, 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 come but, out and play so, with but, us. But they need to but, think, but think for a minute. But Aditi, it's easier when you're the person putting out the critique to say that this person should respond a certain way. Whereas when you're that player, it's not just Ryan Clark that you saw the critique from. It was this radio station, that TV station, this blog, that person on Twitter, That's this friend member. but I think you have to but think no, no, of no, where it's you coming on that. from. No, no, no. I'm right? with you on that. But all I'm saying is human element, the human piece is the accumulation of if you're constantly hearing negative, 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 negative. And now you finally think that the guy that is alumni that can relate to you the most. Now he's saying something. You're just like, dude, everybody's piling on me now. And now you're going to add to it as well. But That's the it, part. But the accountability has to be there. So you have to do it. Where does from when Tomlin is, is block out the exterior yeah. noise? Block it out, block it out. Even if it's a Ryan Clark, someone who's yeah. an alumnist of the organization. But they're not involved. I mean, I understand Ike Taylor is now on yeah, the, the absolutely. team. But it, 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 in my mind... How much does this outside noise, yeah. even though it's from alumni, actually impart wisdom? And So think of it like this. If this is a pie chart, it's going to have a part of it. But is it going to be the whole thing? No. But it's still a part of it, right? So even if it's just 5%, it's still a part of it. So when you think about what these guys are doing on a day-to-day basis, right? Sunday to Sunday, right? Sun up and sundown. They are only, in terms of the response part, the tweet they might send or the sound bite you might hear. That's a quick notion, and in that moment, they truly might have felt that. 
But once time progresses since that moment, man, it could be the same day, two, three hours later, they're not thinking about it anymore. But in that particular moment, they said what they said. And the difference, too, is this. For the outsiders, because you're not allowed to be in that locker room, right? Or even media. It's like you get that clip, but then after that, you're gone. So you keep thinking about it. That player, he's moved on. But now when he comes back to his social media, what is everybody talking about? That same thing. So now he has to go back and rehash it. So that's the thing where it's more so just the constant bugging, bugging, bugging. And it's like, man, I've already addressed this at 12 o'clock today. Why do I still have to talk about this on my social media at 6? Why do I have to talk about this when I go to dinner at 7? Why do I have to talk about it if I'm Twitch streaming at 9? This is why it's so hard for me to get guests on this Absolutely. show. Because they're having to answer <laughs> guys, fake stories I am, about fake fights. I am one happy guest. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I have no, uh, no capital here, up? but I want to just let you know. Arthur, Aditi, thank you so much for having me. It's been Aww. a pleasure. A dream of Charlotte, have a great move, Absolutely. and we hope to see Safe you travels. again soon. Oh, yeah. you'll see me around. I'll be listening. Bring Let's us bagels. Bring us go. bagels, Charlotte. Tall bagels. All right. And on bagels. that note, um, any last final thoughts as the Steelers head into the Eagles game? If you Ooh. were to have the opportunity, we're talking about former players talking from the outside. Oh, yes. If you had the opportunity to get inside, mm -hmm. which is actually funny because when I had Chris Hoke as a guest, what I thought was Chris Hoke, Brett Kiesel, James Harrison, guys that are still in town yeah. should show up at practice, <laughs> grab John Mitchell, and say, this is how we do technique. Yeah. This is how we get back to the fundamentals. And I say that, Arthur, only because I spent time with Joe Thomas. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Who still goes out on the oh, practice yeah. field and tells that offensive line. And Joe's line. one of the greatest to ever do it as well, man. Which is, oh, so can't you say absolutely. the same about absolutely, Brett Kiesel man. and James absolutely. Harrison and, just, yeah. and John Mitchell? Yeah, 100%. And I do feel like that is a part of it. And I will say, when we were here in 2014, when I first got here, we did have different guys come back to talk. I remember my first time seeing a Jerome Bettis, and I'm like, oh, so this is what it's like. Because Okay, so Arthur Motes yeah. gets invited to the Steelers tomorrow, Wednesday morning. What are you telling this team? Well, for me, if man, you put me on the spot like that. I haven't even had a chance to think about it, but more so just remembering why you're doing this because it's less about the money. It's less about the fame. It's about this team. It's about us trying to be a legacy piece, right? right? Because at the end of the day, what do we care about here in Pittsburgh? We don't celebrate division champions. We don't celebrate you having an AFC championship win, appearance. We don't celebrate you even going to the Super Bowl. Unless you, you win, you do not matter. So, understand that this game is bigger than each and every one of us. Nobody is bigger than the game. It doesn't stop for you, you, or you. And we could go down the list of names of guys to prove that it doesn't stop for you. But at the end of the day, remember why you're doing this. Remember when you look around those guys that are right here with you, they're making them same sacrifices. They're away from their wife and children the same way you are. You think that they want to be wasting time here, losing every week because you're not giving your all? Nah. So with that understanding, give it everything you have right now. And at the end, when you're retired and we looking back on this thing, now we laugh at the money we made. Now we laugh at the games we done won. Now we laugh at all the other nonsense. But while we're here right now, we got to understand that we got to be locked in 100%. And that would be what I would say in a brief, rough manner, not even dressed up <laughs> on the <laughs> spot. <laughs> All right, and on that note, we will say goodbye for this version of Off the Field. But we should also tell Mike Tomlin, if you're listening, call Arthur Motes. Oh, He's Lord, got some words nah, to share. Uh -huh, don't hit me, baby. Hit, hit D-Bo. Call James <laughs> Harrison. You know what? I don't think James has the patience for any of this. I think he this is why not. James doesn't he, coach, because he, he does not have the patience is for he, the guys that I don't want to I share that in. same sentiment, which is why 
I do not coach. I don't want to keep talking. No, 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 no. I don't have that. Ten- oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> In any case, Arthur Motes, thank you so much for bailing me out. Hey, man, you know it's always great to see you a DD. Come oh, on now. Mr. Smiling, Smiling Arthur Motes. <laughs> thank you, everybody, who has come out to Minio's Pizza, the best pizza in the city of Pittsburgh. And we hope to see you next week, next Tuesday at 6 p.m.